0: And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Thank you, Central National Bank, for what you do. Incredible presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show, Mike Peasley. He's ramped up. He's ready. It has to happen one of these days, a team to come back from a 3-0 deficit. And, Mike, I was there the other night, and I was in attendance, and I uh, I gotta say, I thought about selling my tickets. I kind of thought, eh. I mean, three zero. It just it does not hold the same feeling that it did, you know, at the start of the series. And yet, that that to me is one of those character tests. How does the home team play in a situation like that? And I think you could tell right away, you know, where are they going to be interested? What was your what was your biggest takeaway, Mike, from uh, from the Mavs being able to to pull that one off and, and obviously having a, a really big lead at the end of three quarters?
1: Yeah, kind of. I mean, I didn't anticipate the Mavericks would be had by 29 points after three quarters, but I had a pretty good feeling that they would win game four because this is – you know, look, this is a professional team. And, you know, they went out there and they just played loose. You know, they knocked down seven early three-pointers there in the first quarter, kind of got them going a little bit. And Golden State, you know, were they at their top game? No, they weren't. You know, just kind of, you know, human nature kind of creeps in if you're Golden State. It's like, well, we're up three games to none. Uh, If we win this game, great. If not, eh, we're going to go back home. We'll probably wrap it up uh, in game five. So I thought game four kind of went uh, according to script.
0: Had you ever done rain delay theater um, in a in a basketball game? <laughs>
1: yes, yes, uh, we did it uh, just a couple of months ago. I think uh, the Minnesota game uh, in March when there was when there was a leak that was crazy. And and and, and as, I, and as I, I tweeted out, the you know the only way to stop Golden State in the third quarter surge appears to be Mother Nature. She's the only one who can stop the Warriors in the third. <laughs>
0: One of my buddies who works for the Mavericks was going around. He made the mistake of wearing his badge, and so he was in charge uh, of relocating people from their seats. So they would see his badge, and they would holler at him, hey, we're getting rained on over here. <laughs> and he had to go find other seats for them. And then you saw the uh, the TV footage of people up on the roof <laughs> trying oh to fix.
1: I mean, it's. Couldn't, uh, you couldn't pay me enough to do that. You could not pay me enough to do what they did with those harnesses and everything. I mean, you've got to be kidding me.
0: At the top of the arena, trying to get those things uh, shored up. Talking to Mike Peasley, does such a great job on the radio for many years, pre- and post-game. Also, boy, keeps his eye on the Rangers. Uh, But right now, we're focused on these Mavs. Now, how do you kind of – we try to sometimes get a sense for these things. Okay, what's this going to look like? What's the what's the level? And and you do kind of get a read, especially in these playoffs. Isn't it interesting, Peasley? That I mean, like, it, it, usually we go, oh, basketball's a game of runs. Basketball's a game of runs. These playoffs have just been a ton of uh, blowouts here recently. I was looking at some of the numbers. It's it's uh it's kind of amazing. What do you think? What do you think's leading to this? Is it just Teams seem to be effectively getting those leads and then stepping on the other team's throats. What, are, what, are, what do you think is sort of the underlying reason we're seeing so many blowouts? Because we've had postseasons before where we have just tons of great games.
1: Yeah, 14 of the last 19 playoff games that have been played have been decided by 10 points or more. So you know, to get a close game, and I think the Mavericks had one in there, was like a nine-point game. So mm-hmm. um, I think the th- I think the three-point shot uh, has a lot to do with that. You know, what we've seen with the Mavericks, when the three-point shot goes in, they're probably going to win. When the three-point shot does not go in, they're probably going to lose. You know, that was no more evident than in game two. In San Francisco, and the Mavericks had a you know knock down fifteen threes in the first half and had the nineteen point lead and then they couldn't knock down anything in the second half and eventually lost that game, so I think the three point shot has a lot to do with that. Uh, in terms of you know the the heat Celtics series right now, uh, Miami is so banged up, and I think that has played a part uh, in in the heat struggle here the last couple of games and I also think it's just it's just one of those things I think just think it, it 's kind of an anomaly this year where we have had so many blowouts and you, you're, just, you're just craving uh, uh, a game that's, uh, you know, within five points with five minutes to go. We just haven't had those. But, again, I think it's just a combination of things, the three-point shot, uh, injuries, and, you know, just one of those years.
0: You know, I, I, I think a team will eventually come back from three zero. 0 It's just, to me, to do it against a team like Golden State, that that's mm-hmm. loaded. There are better teams to do it against. And, and uh, this is not a great team for doing that against. But, again, I think this is a great moment for Luka. You talk about the professionalism. Uh, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a great uh, opportunity. And, I mean, uh, I think we saw, was it against Golden State, the Nuggets kind of pushed them in a similar situation, down 3-1 on the yep. road. Um, yep. And so I, I, I think there is a blueprint out there. Do I think the Mavericks are going to do it? No. But uh, Peasley, I mean, if this, if they could somehow pull this thing off, then you're coming home with a 3-2 deficit. I, isn't it funny how uh, everything would change? Everything about how we are looking at the series, how we talk about the series. Right now, it still feels like just kind of a, a, a fun thing to think about. But a, a well, win,
1: if, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Matt, if it, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, it, but no. if the Mavericks are somehow – Uh, Able to go into the Chase Center, beat the Warriors on their home court, where they've gone eight and zero so far here in the postseason. You know, maybe you just get a little shadow of doubt uh, there for Golden State. Obviously, you would still have to win two more games. You're only halfway home uh, to your goal, but certainly, you know, some questions would start to be raised if the Mavericks come out and you know they play like they did in the first three quarters uh, in Game Four. You know, the role players are knocking down shots. You know, then it's just like, OK, now the series moves back to Dallas and we'll see what happens. Of course, you know, we saw this in the first round series, Matt, uh, in the Eastern Conference between Philadelphia and Toronto. Remember, Philadelphia uh, was up three games to none. The Raptors protected uh, home court in game four. Then they won in Philadelphia in game five, went back to Toronto. And then the 76ers just steamrolled them in game six. It is hard to do. It is hard to win four consecutive games, let alone four consecutive elimination games but the Mavericks have taken the right approach. They're like we're not trying to win four straight games. We're just trying to win mm-hmm. one basketball game. You know, that's they're just going to go out there. They're going to play free and loose like they did and you know if the shots are going down, they've got themselves a chance to you know try to send this back to Dallas for game 6 on Saturday.
0: Explain to me why Dwight Powell over his career for the Mavs has been such a he's been an effective player. I know some fans and he, and maybe even some of us in the media Uh, sometimes get frustrated with him but for a long time he's been a very effective player and at times extremely efficient as far as his his shooting even some of his scoring help why is a guy like that how can he just be this ineffective in the postseason Are, are these bad matchups is this are we seeing a guy who's Maybe just he, he, you know he doesn't get a lot of play in time, so it's hard to kind of get going. I was just wondering about that. Um, uh, just thinking about how effective, and maybe the simple answer is he's a good regular season player who, for whatever reason in the postseason, can't help you that much. I'm just, I'm just sort of curious why it is that he's you know so sort of like not even it's like they don't even they just get him in there and then get him out of the game.
1: I mean, we know what Dwight Powell is. I mean, he's a screen and roll, And if you're going to get any kind of offense from him, it's going to come on, you know, the Luca lob to him. And I think you can Mm -hmm. count on the number on one hand of how many times we've seen that here uh, in the postseason, probably less than five. You know, teams have scouted that. They they are well aware of what's going to happen when Powell sets that screen. You got all the advanced scouts and everything, and you know they have taken that away from him. And you know that's the kind of offense that you're going to get. The only other kind of offense you'll get, you know, if he if he gets himself an offensive rebound and a putback. But you know, people love to bag on Dwight Powell, and you know he hasn't been great in the especially here in these last two rounds. But this is a guy that. You know, he's coming off an Achilles injury, and tonight the Mavericks are going to play their 100th basketball game, counting the regular season. This will be their eighth playoff game, along with 82 regular season games. He's played in all 100 of them. You know, and say what you want about Dwight Powell, but in this day and age, to play in all 100 games, that deserves a little bit of applause, I think. You know, is is he the most spectacular basketball player out there? No, you know, does he play? You know, the the quick, you know, six to ten minutes, and then then he's done for the rest of the night. Yes, but to play in one hundred games, all one hundred games, that's something I think he can take a lot of pride in.
0: You would you like uh, it, it, Mike Peasley join us, Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas does the pre and post game, halftime, all of it for the Mavs, if um. In 97.1, I should say, The Eagle. By the way, are you a classic rock guy? Uh, 97.1 yeah. for many, many years yeah. known as classic rock. Is that your genre, or are you kind of a diverse guy? Do you like all sorts of music?
1: I like all sorts of music. You know, we can go from jazz, we can go to classical, you know, uh, top 40, uh, 80s. But, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy classic rock from the 70s, absolutely.
0: <laughs> well, and I'm I, I, made to
1: think. About, I made that up about classical. I'm not really a i'm not i'm not that far advanced in my musical things. i just made that up i didn't i don't want to steer your listeners you know too far yeah. away from the truth no
0: i appreciate we appreciate your honesty 101.1 uh, one, if you need to hear oh. some classical it'll kind of calm your brain down before games now if uh, if golden state uh is able to advance you've been watching this heat celtic mm-hmm. series are you um uh, and watching the Celtics just pull away in that game last night, and, and obviously they seem to have found something. Uh, if, if you were uh, going to predict, if, and let's just say it ends up being that, sure. would, you, would you think that, uh, would you lean toward Golden State, or do, are there some things that you see from Boston, especially because we don't know if Smart is totally, he's not going to be totally healthy, But even when he's just out there, he helps them so much. His leadership and everything he brings. Who would you take in that series?
1: Uh, I would take Golden State uh, because they do something offensively that you know really no other team does. And Boston has been so good defensively; they're probably the best defensive team uh, in the NBA. But just what the Warriors do, it it just challenges you with all of their moving and spacing and cutting and, you know, just the championship pedigree that they have. And look, I love this Celtics team and, you know, Jason Tatum, terrific. Uh, I love Jalen Brown's game and, you know, Robert Williams in the middle of the defense that he provides as well. Uh, Marcus Smart, the energy. I think it would be a great series, but I just don't think that Boston team is ready yet to win an NBA championship. I think eventually they will with Jason Tatum. Uh, but I don't think their time is quite yet because I would just give that edge to to Golden State with the championship pedigree they have. And if Andrew Wiggins continues to play offensively like he has here in this Mavericks series, to go along with Clay and and, and Steph, and you know, if they get Jordan Poole going off the bench as well, I think they just have a little few too many more weapons uh, than what Boston does to 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 win that series. You know what pick
0: Jordan Poole was in the NBA draft?
1: Oh, was he a second-round pick?
0: No, twenty number 28 pick okay. in the first I know, round. I it
1: was either late first or early second.
0: Just but, remarkable. You know, he's,
1: really, he's, really, he's really been a no-show here these last two games. You know, he has not played well at all. And the Mavericks love when he's on the floor because if you've noticed, Matt, and I know you have, boy, they are attacking him on that defensive end. So if Jordan Poole is not scoring, and he hasn't done it here in the last couple of games, uh, he's kind of a liability right now for the Warriors when he's on the floor.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. One of those games, he did late hit, you know, hit a, a, a big three yeah. or something, yeah. and I think that gave him maybe ten points or something like that. But I I'm just thinking back to what he's done in the postseason, and this guy in about a year's time has gone from a non-factor, you know, basically barely can get on the floor to a guy that was in the postseason scoring about twenty a game. And it just, it's just kind of wild that you can add you can add that as a complimentary player to the well, I guess we would call still the big three, but uh, mm-hmm. it's remarkable. And then Kaminga gets involved. I mean, other night I'm watching him and I'm like, dang it! I'd kind of you know he was he did some things during the regular season, and then because Otto Porter was out the other night, there's Kaminga showing up and he was extremely active. But uh, anyway, Mike, uh, hopefully we don't have any just too much weirdness uh going to this game we had an usher the other night or excuse me a beer salesman uh accidentally trip staff we had a leak we had a lot we had, we've had a lot of interesting things going on in this That's series the, the only
1: thing we haven't had is a close game maybe tonight's tonight you know maybe tonight can we get a one possession game with two minutes to go please i mean i've, I've got the post game show ready to go when there's usually about six minutes left in the fourth quarter it's like oh i'm done i'm ready we yeah well, one? can we get a close one?
0: You know I'm a night owl. so if you ever need me, any of my uh, <laughs> you know if you need me on that post game, just holler at me. You've got my number. Mike's always fun to get to visit with you. We will uh, let's let's see if the Mavs can can force a
1: game six. Always great talking basketball with you, Matt. thanks for having me on. You bet
0: there he goes. Mike Peasley, my longtime colleague from 103.3 FM ESPN now. A religious station. Now they're saving souls instead of talking sports. These.